G'day friends, welcome back. The women's home and away season is over and round nine was an absolute cracker. Two games decided by one point and then another decided by two points. There were some ripper games this week and we are set up for a ripper final series. Let me just run through it quickly. So Brisbane and Adelaide advance immediately to week two. So very well done them. Collingwood will be cross. They didn't finish top two after being so dominant for most of the season. Um, but in week one, Collingwood would play North Melbourne and Melbourne will play Fremantle. You would think Fremantle will deal with Melbourne without a lot of difficulty, I would imagine. The Collingwood-North game could be really, really good. I would think that Collingwood would get on top just because of how much more dominant they have been for most of the season, but that could be a real ripper game. And then, yeah, the winner of those games will play Brisbane and Adelaide the next week, but it'll be a ripper final series. It'll be really good, and you can tell that some of these teams that were <coughs> heading into the finals, North, Frio, Melbourne, Brisbane, you know, even Adelaide, like really really sharp, looking really good. So it was a rip around this week and next week's going to be a rip around as well. So let's get into it. So way back on Friday night, we had the Bulldogs defeating Richmond by 13 points. Gee, Richmond have finished their season strong. Like, they lost by two goals, but this was a great game. Like, neither side was going to make finals. I think Bulldogs had to win by about 500 points. You know, something ridiculous, like mathematically impossible for them to make finals, right? Um, and actually, there might have been a game outside as well. I'm not sure. But yeah, really, really good Tough game, tough contest. Contest. I think Richmond are going to be quite good next year. They they should probably, you know, be planning to push for finals. Maybe not make finals, but maybe finish around the sort of the positions that Carlton and the Bulldogs have finished this year. Like being maybe just a game outside the top six. Like they're they're looking really really good, Richmond. And you know, Bulldogs are a quality side. They did what they had to do. Just hung in there, just kicked away. Well, I didn't kick away, but kicked crucial goal, a couple of crucial goals in that last quarter. So, really, really nice game, that one. All right, next up on Saturday was one of the super, super close games. North defeating the Dockers by one solitary point. If this is the kind of football we can expect for the finals, we are in for a treat. This was a great game. This, this was a finals-like game. This was two teams that, you know, that are serious about going all the way. 
This is a really, like, tough game. Super even, obviously. Like, every time one of them kicked a goal, the other team had an answer, right? That, like, really, really good. And, like, a couple of lead changes in the last sort of quarter and a bit of the game, which is really good to see. A lot of the time in these AFLW games, like, when one team gets going early, even if they only kick the first couple of goals, it's rare that the other team will get back in front, just for whatever reason. It doesn't seem to happen very often, but a couple of lead changes late in the game makes it more exciting and says a lot about how hungry these top teams are when they're playing a game like this. So really, really good game from North and Fremantle. I think North actually had to win this to guarantee that their spot didn't get nicked by Carlton. Um, I think Carlton would have had to have won by a substantial amount and North had have lost by a substantial amount, but they still had to win it. So just getting that one-point victory has sealed their spot in the final, so good on them. All right, next up was another very close game and a very accurate game too. Melbourne defeating Brisbane by just two points, six goals, two to six goals straight. Don't see that very often. This was an amazing victory by Melbourne. Like Brisbane dominated for, you know, a good part of the first three quarters. Then like Melbourne just hung in there. They didn't go away. And then two quick goals in the last quarter, bang, they're in front. And I believe when this game was happening, Brisbane were on top of the ladder. Brisbane, you know, whether they're playing them in Melbourne or not, they're one of the top, top teams in the AFLW. So Melbourne will be, like, they'd consider this a scalp. Like, I think Brisbane would have been favourites. Melbourne have been good, but they're not one of those top three teams that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. So it'll be a big confidence boost for them heading into the finals. Now, they've just knocked off Brisbane in the last round of the season. Um, it's rough what happened to Daisy Pierce. This I think it's an MCL, so she may play again this year. Don't know about next week, but she may play if they move further through the final series. We'll wait and see. Um, but she was in good form playing in the forward line, so it sucks that uh, she copped that knee injury. But, yeah, really, really... Like, they had to, like, put their head over it and really earn this win, Melbourne. So, you know, they could be a little bit of a dark horse heading into the final series. If they can pull a win off like this, especially when Daisy Pierce goes down in the first quarter, mind you, like, they could surprise a few in the next few weeks. Who knows? But, yeah, I was, I was very impressed that they were able to fight back and really steal the victory from who are probably the equal top team in the comp along with Adelaide in Brisbane. Next up was the game I was definitely the most looking forward to. And it was the game between the two bottom sides on the ladder. It was two teams who hadn't won a game all year in Geelong and Gold Coast. Now, I think Geelong have been better than Gold Coast throughout the season despite neither of them having won a game, but it was up on the Gold Coast. It was at Metricon. So, you know, it was tough to figure out who was going to win this game, but Geelong finally got their first win for the season. 
Um, they kicked three goals to none in the first quarter. And, you know, Gold Coast did well to sort of fight their way back into the game, but they just couldn't quite make up that margin from quarter time. Um, it was actually not a bad game after quarter time. Like, you could see that both teams were just fucking dying to have a win. Dying. And like, you could see Geelong's reaction when the final Sorum went. They were so thrilled. Like, the relief. Like, the amount of pressure on both teams for this game. Like, when you've had seasons like they've had, you do not want to go into the, like, off-season. Or, you know, get, like, a lot of these girls go off and play another full season of state footy now. But, you know, the AFLW off-season, you don't want to go into that winless for 12 months. Right? So, they... they desperately, desperately would have wanted to win this, like Adelaide in the men's last year. Losing, 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 and then they just won three of their last four, and they felt really good coming into the next season. You need that when you've had a rough year. You need to end strong, otherwise you just feel shit until the next season starts. So, well done, Geelong. Um, Gold Coast, like, I don't know if they're going to get it, but... They need some help. Geelong need help too, let's be real. But Gold Coast, they've been thumped a lot this year. They haven't been close to winning. Um, this is the closest they came. And even then, they just weren't able to like, really, really look like they were going to win at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they need better draft picks. I don't know if they need more money to pay players to entice some over from the other clubs, like maybe they could, you know, look at some of Brisbane's good players and try and offer them some cash, I don't know, so they don't have to leave Queensland, I don't know, but they got to do something, and it, it, you know, I'll say again, I've said it a few times, and it is reinforced by something I learned the other day, watching the St Kilda West Coast game, which I'll get to, West Coast have had so many injuries that they could only just put a full team together to play the other day. They nearly didn't have enough players, is what the coach was saying during the game, or after the game, I forget. But the West Coast coach, like he said that they had that many injuries, and I think they got a couple of suspensions as well. They, you know, struggled to put a full team together to play. So if that doesn't convince you that they need to give this competition some time to breathe and develop and grow... I don't know what will. They, they need to allow some of these teenagers from around the country to come into the competition and fill it up a little bit. Just give it some real depth, a bit more legitimacy. Like, give it at least, I think, like another three years of how it is. Because like these, these, probably like the top eight teams are really good. Lots of good footy going on. And then the bottom six kind of, eh, you know, not great. Getting a couple of wins here and there, but not great. Let that depth spread across the whole competition and you're going to have a really, really good comp. You know, sorry Hawthorne and Essendon and all these other AFL teams that don't have an AFLW team yet. But for the for the betterment of the whole women's comp, they just got to wait. And especially Gold Coast and Geelong, they need 
some good draft picks to give them more depth and more good players. Otherwise, it's going to just look like this. Any new teams that come in before the comp is ready are going to be even more... They're going to struggle even more than Geelong and Gold Coast have this year. Mark my words. All right, the next game... Adelaide getting over Collingwood by 14 points. Excuse me, by 14 points. Collingwood will be really disappointed that they've they've dropped... Where are they now on the ladder? I think they've dropped down to like fourth. Let me have a quick look. Oh no, only down to third. Oh yeah. But still, like, they were on top until a couple of weeks ago. And... Now dropping out of the bottom two, they're going to have to play in the first week of finals. They'll be really disappointed by that. Like, a couple of weeks ago, they would have been the favourite to win the whole thing. They were winning every week. They were being very dominant. And now that they've played a couple of the top teams, Brisbane, Adelaide, that they've now lost to, sort of been put in their place a little bit. And I'm certainly questioning how far they're going to be able to go in this final series. Um... Adelaide as on as anyone else. I think it's, honestly, I think it's down to them and Brisbane who's going to win the whole thing. Um, yeah, they're looking really good. I mean, there's not much else you can say. This, this was not as good a game. Like, Adelaide were in control, really. Like, there was a long stretch there. The entire second quarter and a little bit other side where Collingwood just weren't able to score and... That tells you how in control Adelaide were able to be. And if they can play like that in the finals, they will be very, very, very hard to beat. All right. Then we had Carlting winning by just one point, another one-point victory um, over the Giants, who, you know, good on the Giants, like pretty strong into their season. You know, another team that's struggled a little bit. They've been okay. Um... But you're taking it up to the Blues, who, you know, once Mel- once North Melbourne won, they weren't going to be playing finals, but, you know, still wanting to end their season with some serious credibility. And the Giants took it up to them. This was, you know, pretty good game, like really good last quarter. Like, right, like that one-point margin held for more than half a quarter. So would have been pretty exhilarating and pretty tiring to have been out there for that long and having having the margin be just one point for that long. Um, well done, Darcy Vessio, on winning the the goal-kicking for the whole competition. A very good Carlton player, for those who don't know. She also won the game for them in the last quarter. Two Giants nearly goals would have been certain goals in the last five minutes if she hadn't been standing right on the goal line by herself. She took two marks standing on the goal line that would have been Giants goals. They would have lost the game. So she was obviously placed there for a reason by her coach, but good on her. She's, you know, with Press Parkers, obviously, Carlton's best player. And I believe it's not the first time she's won the leading goal-kicking for the competition either. I believe it's the second time. So very good on her. All right. The last game. The last game was a beauty. The biggest margin of the round by a long way. 56 
points if you don't mind well done St Kilda really well done really good way to end the year the year that has been tough at times for sure um I did say that West Coast have been absolutely destroyed by injury and the like, so it would have been tough for them to win. I, you know, I was a little bit worried given it was in Perth at Mineral Resources Park, but you know, credit to the Saints girls, flew over there and got the job done in impressive fashion. It helps when. Patrikios and Smith put on an absolute clinic, 30 and 24 disposals respectively, and a goal apiece. Both goals, by the way, were bloody excellent. Smith's little basketball bounce back pass to herself to then roll around and kick a beautiful running goal. And then Patrikios, who starts in the pocket, Runs inside, looks to fend off, fend off, fend off. Nut decides not to and snaps around everybody. Kicks an absolute beauty. Two awesome goals. Good to see Greiser get a couple. She hasn't had the year that she had last year, but she ended strong, which was good. Um, not a not a terrible year for the Saints girls. I've been really proud of how they've gone. Um, players like Priest and Shearlaw have gone to another level. Both been really good. Um... We've got lots of, like, really good, I don't know what you'd call them, I guess, role players. Girls that just come in every week and just do what they need to do, always work hard. They're not the superstars like Patrikios or whoever, but, you know, they're reliable. We've got lots of players like that, which is really good. You know, like your Tiny Whites and your Isabel Shannons and your Claudia Whitfords. Like, all, all these girls are really good and reliable. Um... But yeah, like Patrikios, another great year for her, adding to what she did last year. And Tiana Smith, she is going to be a gun. If we can hang on to those two girls in a couple of years' time, we could be one of those top teams. They're the kind of players that those two are. Having that many disposals and hitting the scoreboard is scary, what they're going to be able to accomplish with another couple of pre-seasons under their belt. Um, yeah, so that's it for the home and away season for the AFLW, getting into finals now. Um, in terms of my finals predictions, so I would think that Fremantle will defeat Melbourne, I would think, um, although Melbourne Melbourne's win against Brisbane was very impressive, so I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way, but no, I think Fremantle will be good enough to deal with them, I think that Collingwood will defeat North Melbourne. But then when it comes to the, I guess they're called semi-finals or prelim finals. I don't know what they're called in the girls. Um, week two of the finals. I can't see either of those teams beating Adelaide or Brisbane at their home grounds. Assuming Brisbane are able to play in Brisbane by then, I think they would be. Um... I, I don't see Adelaide or Brisbane losing those games, especially with a week off. They're going to be really fit and ready to go. They're going to have a lot of energy. They're, they're both going to be planning on getting into that grand final. And given Adelaide finished on top of the ladder, it'll be played in Adelaide, the grand final. Um, so I would think that Adelaide 
would win. I think that Adelaide have probably been just a touch better, just a tiny bit better than Brisbane throughout the year. I think if it is the two of them that get in, it'll be an amazing game. I think it will be the best game we've had so far of the year. It will be an absolute ripper because they've been the two best teams. Collingwood have dropped away in the last two or three weeks and Brisbane and Adelaide have been the two best teams for the year. Um, so I think it will be the two of them. It'll be a great game, but I think just given it's in Adelaide and I think Adelaide have been a tiny bit better, that they will prevail, but we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, remember to follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. Follow me on Instagram if you don't already, Thomasben underscore podcast. Like my stuff, comment on my stuff, tell your friends, all of that. And I will see you next time for the AFLW finals. Bye.